Welcome into the Landry Football Podcast Network, another edition of the Landry Football Podcast. As we begin to break down at least an early look, we've got time and things will change with still more free agency to take place. We'll take a look at each of the teams. We're going to do it into a uh, four-podcast segment. We're going to take a look at the AFC East and NFC East teams. And what are their team needs and what is their draft strategy going into it? In other words, what would they like to accomplish out of the draft? Now, again, this may change based upon trades that are made, free agent signings, and what have you. So um, we're going to have a, a run at it here and break it down for you. Reminder, though, you can get more detailed film room analysis and breakdowns of all the news regarding the draft free agency over at LandryFootball.com. Take advantage of our scouting season offer today. It's the best one that we've got going. Um, it'll take you all the way through this scouting season, all the way through next football season uh, for the best price that we have. You can try it out for a month. It's only $9.99 a month. Uh, you can try it out uh, or you can try it for six months. We've got a good deal there. But the best savings that we have is the one-year membership. You won't be disappointed, I can assure you. Football, college, and NFL from a coaching and scouting perspective over at LandryFootball.com. So let's uh, and a reminder, too, to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network wherever you get your football content. Let's go with the AFC East. <clears throat> Start with the Buffalo Bills. Although... Wide receiver is both a short and long-term need. The Bills will be looking for offensive playmakers in the offseason. Okay, that could mean wide receivers, running backs, tight ends. We know they've done some work in free agency. Wide receivers should remain serious consideration, but Brandon Bean um, is certainly um, – the, there's an option uh, to get the opposing defense out of nickel and into base with three linebackers, which could open the door to a heavy investment in the running back position, the tight end position of both. So it's a strong tight end class. We'll see what happens with the Bills. Uh, next up would be um, the Miami Dolphins. And as we take a look at the Dolphins, they don't have a first round pick. So they could go in any direction by the time they're finally on the clock. And even with Tua clearing concussion protocol after the season, the Dolphins have to keep all of their options open and all the options on the table at quarterback. So maybe someone like a Hendon Hooker or Tanner McGee or Jake Hayner on day two uh, or one of the high-profile options on day three, such as Max Duggan or uh, maybe even later a Stetson Bennett, although I don't think that's a realistic figure. They look to strengthen their quarterback depth in some capacity this offseason. So look at that. The New England Patriots, the perception entering the combine was that the Patriots would only use their first round pick uh, on one of their three main needs, corner, wide receiver, or offensive tackle. Now, remember that the Patriots handle free agency differently. They let the big spenders go and let the market settle. Then they start to bring in guys after the first week. So they may, may feel some of those needs there corner receiver, uh, offensive tackle. Um, we know they've already done so, but maybe even looking to get some young guys. If not done very well at evaluating and drafting guys at receiver. Um, <clears throat> but they spent a lot of time with some of the best pass rushing prospects in the at the Combine. Last season, they boasted the best pass rushing duel in the league based on pressure rate, okay? 
Matthew Judon and Josh Yushi. So uh, don't look at sacks, look at pressure rate. But they need to add more talent to this group. It's clear this team feels like, and rightly so, that they've got to win with their defense. They've got to win with their ability to control the game and then obviously build around uh, the uh, young uh, quarterback. Um, and then finally in the AFC East, the New York Jets, they're planning for Dwayne Brown, soon to be 38, um, to return in 23, which make things pretty interesting for the Jets and might approach the offensive line this offseason. We know they're trying to wrap up a deal to get Aaron Rodgers and likely are going to do that, but need to get him better protection. Now, Brown underwent surgery this offseason. Well, Douglas and uh, Robert Sala made it clear, Joe Douglas, that is, and Sala made it clear that they'd welcome him back, but we'll see if he puts off retirement. They've got to decide if they trust Mackay Becton, uh, one game in two years, and Max, Max Mitchell, which is medical issues, ended his season early enough to start them at right tackle, and then, or if they need to invest at offensive tackle again this offseason with an early pick. So that's assuming one of the top tackles, Paris Johnson, Peter Skorinci, Broderick Jones. Um, one of those guys even falls to them at number 13. So that's a look at the AFC East. Now, the NFC East, starting with the Dallas Cowboys, drafting a tight end at number 26 is much more in play now. Um, certainly losing Dalton Schultz in state to the Houston Texans. It's going to make that, uh, in, in, she was a very productive tight end for Dallas over the last three seasons, seasons 66 receptions, uh, 680 yards, 5.6 touchdowns per year. But he's moved on and uh, they're not going to get into, we're going to get into a bidding war. So a Michael Mayer, a Luke Musgrave, a, a Darnell Washington of Georgia, Dalton Kincaid of Utah all could uh, be uh, in play for the Cowboys. So let's see uh, how they might uh, approach things. Um, the New York Giants. Um, when you look at the Giants, all eyes were turned to how Daniel Jones and Saquon Barkley could, would pan out. Getting Jones done and tagging Barkley gives them some flexibility gives them some stability roster-wise on offense. They can move on with their offseason. They've got the 25th pick, but they still have a number of needs. Um, fans are talking a lot about the receiver position, but it's all about building the team and thinking of the big picture. So I think we're going to look at them and we're going to say, yeah, they, they just took that player. He was the best player. If it happens to be a receiver, great. I, I can tell you Joe's not going to force – that pick. The Philadelphia Eagles making it to the Super Bowl. You know that they've kept some guys on defense, but they've lost some guys. They've, uh, you know, they're um, in a normal year. It's hard to, to keep players. This year it was impossible to keep everybody. They've got to think about getting the Jalen Hurts contract uh, conversation started. Um, and uh, we're going to see what they're going to be able to do. Now, I think they're always are open and are strategizing to work on the, the lines of scrimmage. So offensive line, defensive line makes some sense there. So uh, look and see as they have lost some guys on defense, that makes some sense. Building on the lines of scrimmage is probably 
uh, where they're going to end up. And then, of course, the Washington Commanders. Um, we already knew that they were going to revamp their offensive line. The cornerback situation is another area of need. And that uh, Sam Howell is going to get a chance to start. But what is the future there at quarterback? Uh, what's new is how Ron Rivera and Martin Mayhew talk up the tight end room. Um, the unit had 60 receptions, um, you know, 50 fewer than Travis Kelsey alone, by the way. Starter Logan Thomas struggled with blocking and uh, coming off that ACL tail, tear. John Bates primarily helped with blocking guys and did a pretty nice job, but there's not enough playmaker there. And they've got a good player in Cole Turner, Amani Rogers, but project, uh, projecting steady help from them is very risky. So lots of good tight ends. We've mentioned it before with Dallas. Mayor Musgrave. Uh, makes some sense. So let's see if that's in play there. But I do think this team has been built on, a lot like San Francisco has, built around let's get guys on the defensive line. They have just not done as good a job as the Niners have of building the rest of the roster out. Let's see if they're able to do it. In the midst of all of this, you've got new ownership change. Hopefully for that organization, it's going to be a positive. Folks, that's a look at the East and the breakdown of the AFC East and NFC East, some at least target the need areas heading into the draft. We'll certainly fine-tune that for you and become uh, more detail-oriented over at LandryFootball.com, which is why you want to become a member today, take advantage of our scouting season offer that we have uh, over there right now. Also, um, Reminder to subscribe, like, and share the Landry Football Podcast Network. Uh, so appreciate you joining us. Uh, join us next time as we'll take a look at the North teams, the AFC North and NFC North. Appreciate you joining us. So long, everybody, for now.